For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. That sports center play right there. He crawled right on top of him and just dunked it on his head. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckert and Van Buren. Now hiring up to $29 an hour with great benefits. Come fill out an application 24 hours a day at exit 3 off Interstate 40. Lark, a full spectrum seltzer from Washita Farms. Log on at Lark hemp.com and zelly pasta join the pasta club at zellypasta.com that's z-e-l-l-i pasta.com here we go on hog reaction live here on esp in arkansas and on hitthatline.com arkansas a 10-point win over ou today over in tulsa Derek ruskin with you here in the studio and ty richardson is with us live on the scene at the BOK Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, we will—we've uh, got a lot to do here in the uh, next little while. We'll hear from Eric Musselman following the game and uh, read your texts and calls and all that. It's the uh, Northwest Arkansas line today at 866-285-4005. And as uh, we get started, uh, Ty, you were there. Just to tell us a couple things you take away from this after being on the scene there for this one. Derek, last year it was probably 50-50 in terms of Razorback and Sooner fans. This year is probably more 75-25 in favor of the Hogs. I thought that Oklahoma played a great first half, and then Arkansas's talent just kind of took over. I'm going to have a lot more pep in my step today than I did after the Texas A&M game in Dallas. I think that's the only time that you and I have done a post-game show together. Well, yeah, and I think uh, there's uh, a lot of people that are – a lot more excited about basketball right now than yeah. they are uh, about football. But you're right; it was a um, it was a performance where we saw Arkansas really about the eight seven minute mark of the first half. The defense just kind of clicked on, and there was really they climbed out of the deficit. They took over the lead, and there was really no looking back. It didn't look like uh, at, from that point. Yeah, Arkansas had some guys starting to get in the rhythm in the second half. Ricky Counsum had himself a day. He kind of disappeared 
last time these guys played, or excuse me, like last time this team played, and then today he was everywhere, including at the very end, which we'll, I know, get into later on. But this basketball team just has a lot of weapons. They're still going to have to tinker and figure out a little bit what it's like to play without Trevin Brazil. But they beat this. The, the important thing about today, I know for a lot of your friends, Derek, it's beating Oklahoma, and for mine, it's the same way. But you got a quad one win, and that's important when it comes to selection Sunday when you add another quad one win to your total. Yeah, it's a, it was an important game, and it, and it looked like on TV like a NCAA tournament game. Just there was 100%. an intensity level from the tip that you had to keep kind of check it and make sure is this March? No, it's it's December. I mean, neutral site, places going nuts, high level of play on both ends. It was a really uh, it, I mean, this is a college basketball treat. We don't get a lot of this in the month of December. It was really nice to see. Derek, it's really intelligent on Eric Musselman and Anthony Ruta's part to schedule this non-conference game basically right before finals, schedule the Little Rock game the following week after finals because it's going to be really hard to get students in Bud Walton Arena and then holidays coming up, people are trying to do other things. So it, it was a treat today. As you said, you, it's almost like you were there because as you just alluded to, it felt like an NCAA tournament atmosphere. It got a little scrappy, got a little chippy. There was some chirping going on, which I'm always fine with. And Arkansas showed – today that this uh, is a team not to be trifled with. And I, I just hope that they can have a similar performance once they open up conference play coming up on December the 28th. I, I really like as, as well that you didn't see a team without uh, Trevin Brazil. They didn't panic and try and shoot 25 three-pointers today. They did. Uh, this is how they will have success. As far as they're going to go, it's got to be a game like today where they're shooting almost 50 shots up in the paint, 21 to 24 at the rim in this game. This is how they win. They're not going to win by uh, you know going 15 of 20 from outside the three-point arc. They've got a little bit of that mixed in, but mostly them attacking the basket is how they're going to have success, I think, Ty. Yeah, Derek, I couldn't agree more. You've got several guys on this team that get to the rim. Jordan had his best game of the season, as Eric Musselman recounted in the post-game press conference. And he's a guy that is going to probably mold in that Audis Tony role where he's always going to be cutting off back screens. He's a premier defender even as a true freshman. And he showed you today that he's confident in knocking down that three-point shot. I think he's got the best-looking shot on the team. Probably not the best shooter, but the best-looking shot on the team. And he can still get in there, get scrapping, get offensive rebounds. The other thing, Derek, Kamani Johnson's 6'7". I swear he sometimes plays like he's 7'2". I mean, it is virtually impossible to box that guy out. Yeah, he had a uh, he was kind of that other person today out of the, the regular six that we see play. Jalen Graham got in for a couple minutes, but it was Kamani who had more minutes off the bench, 15 minutes for him in that kind of spot. And again today, he's uh he's got 5 points to go with 5 rebounds, so a quality effort for him as they kind of you know, maybe it'll be one person. Maybe it'll be a different guy every uh, single night as this team tries to figure out who's that seventh, eighth guy off the bench to deliver for him. Yeah, and Kamani had a really similar shot that he tied up San Diego State with. It was kind of an offensive rebound, put back. He got fouled in the game today, didn't get fouled against the Aztecs in Maui. But he just he gets after it, and it, I think what – what Chuck alluded to earlier this week, it's not going to be one individual person when it comes to Mikel 
uh, Jalen Graham, and then Kamani Johnson. It's going to be a, a collection of those guys stepping up for Trevin Brazil, who won't be playing the rest of the year. And I think today, um, Kamani was the guy, and he just he's so he's he's one of the most popular guys on campus, Derek. Um, he, like if you talk to people, they're still students or whatever. Kamani's just everywhere, and everyone, a lot of people know who he is. And uh, he, you saw today why he's very popular on the U of A campus. So uh, we've got a lot to uh, recap and uh, and look out, out for, look forward to as uh, we continue on our uh, basketball hog reaction program here on ESPN Arkansas. Again, you can uh, send us a text here at 866-285-4005. And it was uh, another thing that was kind of satisfying as things didn't go your way in that building a year ago and to have Arkansas play really well there and end up with a 10-point win, that, that that's part of the reason, too, that today feels, while you're walking a little taller, like you said earlier. 100%. I mean, you got thumped last year. Eric got tossed. Everyone's ticked off because you lost to Oklahoma. You did end up the Elite Eight, as he referred to this week. But, yeah, it was embarrassing last year. You, you shouldn't be getting crushed by Oklahoma like that on a basketball court. Maybe football you can have a debate, but not in basketball. And I know – some people, I think Coach Musselman, I think some others referred to, ah, this last year didn't matter. It absolutely mattered. And I know there's only two players from last year's roster, but Derek, fans remember that. The players that were on this roster remember that. The coaching staff remembers that. And I think, especially in the second half, you saw a combination of a bunch of things, including not letting what happened last year become today, which it absolutely didn't happen that way. All right. More coming up from Tulsa here in just a little bit on Hog Reaction. Presented by Randall Ford, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. Randall Ford at 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith and online at RandallFord.com. We're also brought to you by Beckert in Van Buren. Beckert is now hiring at up to $29 an hour with great benefits. Apply 24 hours a day at exit 3 off I-40 in Van Buren at Beckert. By Zelly Pasta in Springdale. Join the Pasta Club at ZellyPasta.com. That's Z-E-L-L-I Pasta.com. And by Lark, a full-spectrum seltzer from Washita Farms. Log on to LarkHemp.com. All right, we'll have more for you. We'll hear from Musselman coming up in the next hour. So stick around. we got a lot to do here on Hog Reaction Live. Following Arkansas's 10-point win over OU in Tulsa today, 88-78. to and you're listening to ESPN. You're listening to Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives. Whoa. What a throwdown on Broden lead. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta and Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. We're back here on ESPN Arkansas on Hog Reaction on a Saturday afternoon as Arkansas beats OU over in Tulsa. By the score today of 88 to 78. We'll put a call on the air here if you want to get in here at 866-285-4005. We'll read your texts as well. A uh, big part of last year's game tie was uh, Tanner Groves. I believe he went for 16 a year ago. And Arkansas really got under his skin. Six points. He fouls out of the game after just about 21 minutes of action. And uh, it was obvious that was... Um, someone they were not going to let beat them again uh, this year like he did a year ago. Yeah, Tanner Groves really took over that game in several different stints last year, and his brother, I think, had a decent game as well. Jacob started out pretty hot and then kind of cooled off. Jordan Walsh really shut him down. Derek, I think that's what Arkansas's defense does, and I know Oklahoma shot the ball really successfully in that first half, but 
that length, that size, that speed just wears on you. And we saw it once again wear on another opponent in the second half. Yeah, that's why I'm not so concerned about uh, some of the one of the things people have talked about is well, why can't they start the game faster? Well, it takes a minute for this defense to kind of wear on you. So as as long as you're you know not running away and, and up 25 in the first 10 minutes or so, Arkansas is going to be in a really good spot because of just what you said. The way that it just the pressure mounts and mounts and and people wear down and just uh. They get fatigued. It's just it's the way the thing is kind of built to work is what we saw today and what we've seen several times this year. And I was kind of surprised. You know who was in attendance today? Who was Derek? That? Greg Sankey. I did see him. Yeah, I saw I, him. I was I was very surprised. I'm kind of looking down. There's a guy in a suit, and he actually was wearing jeans because I've never seen Greg Sankey wear jeans before. <laughs> yeah, I know. Down, and I was like, is that the SEC commissioner? Sure enough, it was, and he had one of his his lackeys with them, and I was like, wow, I guess he uh, came to Tulsa for this game. I think that for Arkansas, they are the brand of the SEC right now. I, I truly believe that. And, I mean, you look at what Kentucky has been the last four years. They haven't done jack, NCAA tournament. And last year they lost in the first round. I know Oscar Sheboy is going to be up for every national player of the award that is. But you as a basketball brand, there's no one hotter than Razorback basketball in the SEC right now. Now, it's not it's not going to be a cakewalk to Nashville and the SEC championship. Tennessee's really good. Kentucky's really good. Auburn's going to have something to say about that. Alabama as well. Maybe Texas A&M and Mississippi State's probably the surprise team this year. But, Derek, I, I, you know, I hate Homer Radio just as much as you do. <laughs> but I truly believe that this team is worth every bit of the price of admission right now. Well, what what it to me look I talked about this uh, a couple times. This team is not built to well, let's, you know, get to the let's get to the SEC tournament and and make some noise. This team is built for March. And you saw that today in a March-like atmosphere there in Tulsa on on a neutral floor. They were um they were not intimidated in spite of uh, you know, being one of the younger teams in the sport. They didn't back down. Like they're, they're just, we have to go through all these games because we have to go through all these games. But man, this thing is built to uh, to sustain a lengthy run in the month of March. That's that's the thing that's interesting to me. Yeah, uh, John George was actually the public address announcer here today, which also kind of caught me off guard. This was heavily slanted favor yeah. Arkansas crowd and. Derek, I don't know if you and Zach have discussed it on your program, but they've been a three seed the last two years, and they've been really successful down the stretch right before March. But it's wins like these that get you a two or maybe even a one seed. I don't think this team's going to end up a one seed. That's asking them to win the SEC and maybe get all the way to the SEC championship game. But I think that can be a two. And if you're a two, you're probably going to end up in Kansas City, Missouri. And the way this basketball fan base travels – I don't know if, if, if Kansas is there, if they're going to be able to outdo the Jayhawks, but every little win like this helps you get to KC if you're able to get by that first round and get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. And that would be the great payoff for the fans because it's been a while since Arkansas has had an NCAA tournament game around the, this part of the world. And yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> you don't have to go out to Spokane or uh, you know Greenville, South Carolina, or, or Buffalo, Jacksonville, yeah. Buffalo, yeah. San Francisco. I mean, yeah. you, you've done that. You've done the ring around before. I mean, we love. It's fun. It's it's a great atmosphere. But 
it's just it's a it's asking a lot of hog fans to spend all that money on airfare and, and travel and whatnot. But it's it's different when it's Dallas or Kansas City or Oklahoma City or, or whatever the case may be. It's it still matters that those are those are drivable trips and fans could figure out a way to um to get to those. So, but yeah, I mean that, that that is something that is definitely uh in the cards this year. To to yeah. be able to, to do that is uh is something that's possible if Arkansas can continue to play and when the dip happens, as it does over 30-some-odd games, it just doesn't go, you know, too deep. Yeah, Derek, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to what Ricky Council said in the post-game press conference, but I thought it was quite pretty funny. He's just talking about the fans, and he's like, yeah, man, if, if we played in Africa, Razorback fans, they'd come there, through, man. <laughs> there'd be just, some there. There's no doubt. I know. I just, I just like, I died laughing when I heard him say that because, uh, you know what, honestly, he's right, and Jordan, Jordan Walsh kind of echoed that same thing. I mean, th- this truly is a an, uh, an awesome place to watch sports, and I, I know you've been kind of do- in- indoctrinated since you were a little kid in Cersei, me in Little Rock, and I- I'm just appreciative of the fact I- we're not at that 94 Nolan level yet, uh, what he had going, but you're you're on the brink of that, and you just need one little bust through some breaks, some games like this that kind of spur you to a higher seed. I think we're as long as as long as he keeps this train rolling, it's going to be pretty fun to be a Razorback basketball fan. All right, let's uh, grab a call here. You're on. Uh, there we go. You're on Hog Reaction. Go ahead. Hello. All right, nobody's there. All right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it, it is. It's 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 the high point. It, it's the high point right now. Um, for Razorback fans is uh, being um. Uh, being top 10 in basketball. And you don't know how the rest of the games are going to shake out today. They could move up another spot, I suppose. you got a top 10 matchup with Alabama playing in Houston today. So, Ooh, I mean, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big day uh, around college basketball. And Arkansas uh, got a, a very good win that will, um, that will um, resonate, I think, across the sport. And I don't know what their net rankings will move to, Derek. I think they were 24. I think Tommy brought that earlier this week. But this, again, is a quad one win. So, theoretically, you should continue to, to move up on that. And they're they're going to have to keep figuring out what they are without Trevin Brazil. Yeah. He's a guy that we know is, is incredibly vital to this team. But uh, winning that first game back without him, uh, I think, is a good start. Oh, absolutely. Uh, confidence. And, you know, another guy I really enjoy watching play we haven't talked about yet is Makai Mitchell. I, I just like, he's got this like old school kind of flavor <laughs> to the way he plays uh, plays basketball. And I, I, I really enjoyed uh, watching him. Uh, Ten points, six boards uh, today, had a couple of blocks. Arkansas had five blocks, and um, and Makai Mitchell had a couple of them. Yeah, Makai, is, uh, he's kind of emerged as that starting five, and I, I think he wants to continue playing uh, minutes. And he's, he's doing it on both ends. And I... He's not going to take the charge count like Jalen Williams did last year, but he is blocking shots. He's getting rebounds, and I'd say he's crafty around the rim. I mean, the best the best post player that I think I've ever watched from a clinic standpoint is probably Kevin McHale. He had like 50 moves, 50 counter moves. He's just <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know how anyone ever guarded him, but uh, I just think anytime that Makai's in the post and he's close, 
he he's going to nail it. And for Nick and for Ricky and for Anthony, guys that are consistently getting to the rim, you got to know as your big man's not only going to catch the ball, he has good hands. That's something else we hadn't spoke to. But he's also going to finish around the rim uh, in addition to them throwing lobs to some of the other slashing guards like Devo and, and, and Ricky Council. All right, we'll have more for you coming up here momentarily. Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas, presented by Randall Ford, also brought to you by Beckhart in Van Buren, Zelly Pasta in Springdale, and by Lark, a full-spectrum seltzer from Washita Farms. We'll be right back. To Hog Reaction, presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives, whoa! What a throwdown on Broden Lee. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta and Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. Back here on Hog Reaction, 88-78 Arkansas beats OU today in Tulsa. 866-285-4005. Uh, Shane and Alma with a question. Maybe you can give us some insight on this tie about uh, Nick Smith. Did something happen there late in the game? I know uh, Muss was asked about that as well. Yeah, Derek, he was uh, standing up by their trainer. I think is, is Matt something. I, I, I can't remember their trainer's name. But, yeah, he was kind of standing up uh, over on the concrete area and just kind of walking slash moving the leg a little bit. I don't know. I'm assuming it's the knee just because that's what we spoke to. It could have been something else. Uh, Eric Musselman said after the game he's going to let the, the trainer and, and doctor evaluate it. He didn't seem too concerned. He says it wasn't cause for concern when he walked in. But, uh Injury stuff-wise, I, I don't think we're going to get much more than that after the game. No, uh, not a lot there. We'll just have to wait and see if uh, anything is uh, – if it is anything and if the, we hear anything as we go throughout the week. But uh, obviously that's a uh, that's something that uh, hopefully does not uh, turn into anything serious. Uh, yeah, it's not – I mean, it sounds lingering, which yeah. <laughs> the worst injury is the lingering one. And you think about – a variety of things when it comes to something like that. Nick's a competitor. Uh, he's a guy that if you watch each and every game, I mean, you saw when they were barely able to why, – why can't I think of their Tuesday night opponent, Derek? It's escaping. Greensboro. Me. Greensboro. UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro. And you saw even at the end of the game, he skied for that final rebound and ended up getting fouled, helped Zach win 1000 bucks because they covered. And <laughs> he's just – he's ecstatic. And just – guy just wants to win, and that – that that echoes to the rest of the basketball team. So for for his sake, uh, I hope he's okay. Because first thing I, I, I was, for example, I didn't. I, I probably wouldn't notice this if I was just watching on TV. So Ricky's driving in the paint and then just throws a perfect pass to Nick. He's sitting out in kind of the corner spot, drills the three points right at Ricky. As soon as he makes the shot, he doesn't look at himself. He doesn't like point at himself. He points right at Ricky. Says good pass. Yep. That's just that's the type of teammate you want, man. Thank the passer. You got to thank the passer. All right, let's go back to the phones here. Hog reaction. Hello. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up? Well, I got I got a question. Um, first of all, I think talking about the crowd, the 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 hogs had the crowd. I don't know, Derek, if you noticed it on television when they were showing highlights, and, and I, you know, OU was whatever seven and one, whatever they were. With those those two freshmen are pretty good. When they were showing the OU highlights to start the game, the the Lloyd Noble Center, there was nobody there. I mean, it, I I don't know why I noticed that, but my main question, and since Ty was there, the announcers on television seemed to uh, take a little umbrage with uh, Walsh's dunk at the end. Um, was there any chippiness after that? I didn't think it was that big a deal, and I didn't see anything. But the announcers were talking about how unnecessary that was. But the 
looked like the big OU guy was just standing there. So, uh, but I was just curious about that as that game was tippy. So I enjoyed the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good question. So Ricky ends up dunking. Ricky Council ends up dunking at the end of the game. And I'm going to be honest, Eric. I thought there there was going to be some chirping and stuff. But it kind of just looked dead after that. Once that happened, oh, you just kind of slumped their shoulder shoulders and whatever. Uh, did you have an issue with that? I want to get to that first. Well, okay, it's a ten point game, and um, you know, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not necessary. Um, Oh, you went down and scored two points right after that to keep it a 10 point game. I mean, it's just, is, is it a major uh, issue? Is it, is it going to cause something that's remembered for next year? Probably not, but you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. You, you, you're up 10. I mean, anything could happen. You land wrong. You know, you just, you'd rather not have risk anything when you've already got the game salted away there, but that was, it wasn't a big deal to me. I didn't think. Uh, I, I didn't think uh, – I watched Porter Moser and Eric Musselman shake hands, and I didn't know if there was going to be a, a conversation between those two. It didn't seem to affect it whatsoever. But there was some – so Devo gets that steal at the end of the first half, and, I mean, rips him clean. That Cortez kid just got his pocket picked, and he and people dive on the floor. That's when it got chippy. I didn't notice it as much in here in person in the second half, but there was definitely some, some tempers flared in the first half, Derek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was an intense game. It, it felt like a uh, OU knew that this would be a big game to boost their tournament resume. They came in at, at seven and two. Uh, they're now seven and three on the year. And of course, Arkansas knew what happened last year on the floor. And and it's just it, it's a it's impressive to me. This this very inexperienced roster just has such a presence about them. Ty in, in, in these moments that we've seen so far this season, where they don't. They don't look timid or uh, nervous or anything like that. It's just another uh, another big ball game for them. Yeah, Tommy. What he always talks about is by the time February and March rolls around, you're not really a true freshman anymore. And I think there's some truth in that. I, I think Anthony Black, uh, Nick's the catalyst. He's your yeah. best player. He's the dude. But Anthony Black's got some. Uh, he's got some trash talking to him, and I, I've watched it every yeah, single game. <laughs> yeah. he, he's. He's a he's a classic example of if he was on like Kentucky or Alabama, every Razorback fan would hate him. Oh, hate absolutely him. hate him. But but he's on this team, so everybody <laughs> loves him. But yeah, he is. Uh, he's not afraid to um, to tell you what he thinks out there. And another thing about Nick Smith, we were talking about you were talking about him earlier. Um, it just looks like he's having fun playing basketball. And when you see these guys sometimes that go through the grind all the way through all the different AAU things on the way to an NBA career. Like, it doesn't look like they're having fun. He looks like he actually enjoys, like, in his free time, he would play basketball, just as he does in his, uh, you know, when he's on, when he's uh, playing, uh, whether it be for Arkansas or, or next year as a professional. He just seems to just enjoy this, whereas you see some guys sometimes, you know what I'm talking about, that go through that, that grind of being 100%. a top prospect. that They just don't look like they're having fun out there. Ben Simmons and yep. his final remaining games at LSU looked like he was just ready to bow out of there, and they weren't going to the tournament. He wasn't doing anything. So, no, I think that's a great comparison. And you think about the last two years, Derek, Moses Moody is the very calm, collected, yep. always thinks of his thoughts. 
Uh, not that Nick doesn't, but he, and he, he'd show emotion occasionally, but it was more of like the, hey, I'm going to lead by example. Last year, J.D. Note at times showed emotion, but he's just he's going to play his heart out on both ends of the floor. The thing with Nick is, like, on both ends of the floor, not only are you going to get his best, but you're also going to get a little Arkansan in you. Like, he's going to let fans know, this is this is my team. This is my house. I'm the best player on the floor and I'm going to do everything I can to get this team to a Final Four. And I think Arkansas fans appreciate that. I, I completely agree. He looks like he's having fun. You're listening to Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives. Whoa. What a throwdown on Broden lead. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta and Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. Going to hear from head coach Eric Musselman now in his post-game press conference, and he's going to start by talking about Jordan Walsh and what he thought led to his big performance today. Jordan was in there about seven thirty, stretching uh, with Dave Rich. Um, it's a good sign when somebody you know is up well before the team breakfast and and mentally getting himself ready. Uh, he was on the treadmill for a few minutes and then and then got a really good stretch. Um, but I thought, you know, feet set, threes, really good for us. Uh, offensive rebounding with aggressiveness. Um, you know, I thought he was really good defensively, uh, keeping the ball in front and contesting three. So I thought, you know, it was Jordan's best game um, thus far. And, and uh, you know, hopefully it's, you know, this he continues to grow as a player. I think he felt really comfortable out there today, too. How important is it to get a performance like that out of him whenever you lose a guy like Brazil? Yeah, it was important for us to, um, you know, it's not just going to be one guy, but certainly Jordan, um, you know, stepped up. I thought Jordan played well, you know, the last two games in Maui as well. He played 30-plus minutes against San Diego State, I think, and also 30-plus minutes against uh, Creighton. And then today, um, you know, played really well. I thought Kamani came in and gave us a really, really good lift off the bench with, from an energy standpoint. And then, uh, you know, Devo's defense, um, was 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 really outstanding, especially in the second half. Eric, they hit 11 of their first 13, jumped out by nine. They probably would have been ahead by a lot more against a lot of teams shooting like that. But you guys had the lead by by the by the uh, halftime. I think they kept it the whole second half. What was the key to kind of withstand in that that 11 to 13 start they had and getting you know, getting the lead? Yeah, we didn't talk much, Bob, at all about um, you know offensive adjustments. Um, you know, when we looked up, even at like the 13 minute mark, I think they had only missed like three or four shots. I'm um, just talked about how we needed to defend better. And then at halftime, we switched our pick and roll coverage. Um, we really haven't done much switching um, or what we call touch switch, where you don't switch unless there's contact. Um, I thought we, for a team that's only kind of played that plan B coverage in practice, um, I thought they executed it really, really well because I, you know, I was concerned that we just have not done that much this year, if at all. Um, and then I thought, you know, we tried to take away their perimeter uh, three ball as well, and try, you know, we gave up some dribble drives, but that was what we were willing to concede um, instead of giving up, you know, three point shots. And what would you think of Ricky and Nick? A pretty good, you know, one two score and punch for you. But they yeah, I mean, obviously those guys got. Uh, you know, high volume field goals attempted, but I thought that their shot selection was really good. I, you know, we went to a little bit more, um, you know, isolation, a little bit more, 
um, matchup stuff than, than maybe we have in, in some other games. And um, I thought, you know, he was – thought both those guys were phenomenal offensively. Coach, last game was a little bit slower for the offense and tonight was totally different. Is that just a product of the different defense that you faced or what changed for you offensively? Yeah, I think too, there's just, you know, sometimes, um, you know, shots aren't falling and, and um, you know, different defenses present different challenges. And, and I mean, the truth of it is too, I mean, you know, some nights you, you just, you know, you, you just don't have it, you know, and I, we, you know, the last home game, you know, I thought we just didn't play with, you know, the energy. I mean, this group is really excited to play this game. Um, it, you know, it wasn't like we were going to um, go in the locker room pregame. And I mean, you could you could kind of feel the um, the vibe uh, even yesterday uh, of them being really ready to play. And then we saw Nick going back and forth from the locker room there at the end. Do you know what's up with him? Is he all right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, doctors here and and um and trainer and, and, uh, being evaluated, um, you know, there was, there was no, you know, alarm when I came in the locker room, but you know, they'll, they'll look at it and monitor it and, and see, but I don't have any, you know, Aaron McKay was really, all right. There's, uh, some, uh, including an update there at the end on, uh, Nick Smith following the game, Eric Musselman after Arkansas's 10-point win today. Right. We're listening to Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives, whoa! What a throwdown on Broden lead. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta in Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. Back here on ESPN Arkansas, Hog Reaction. Ty Richardson in Tulsa at the BOK Center. Eric Ruskin here in the studio. A 10-point win today for Arkansas, 88 points the total, and 58 of those in the paint. I heard Eric Musselman talk about something there in his remarks that, you know, this team was really excited to play this game, and maybe that's the biggest uh, challenge right now as you wrap up um, non-conference play over the next few weeks is uh, fighting complacency, fighting yourself, you know. UNC Greensboro, not the hottest start offensively for Arkansas. And uh, today, they were um, it was intense from the start. Maybe that's the biggest uh, opponent right now for this team. I think that's a good point, Derek. I think that until conference play rolls around, they're probably not going to play a, a team that could hang on with them for 40 minutes. And, and like realistically, if they play good basketball. But it, it's just hard to get up for certain games. Now, Little Rock next week, I think, is going to be a, intriguing because of Nick Smith, because of Devontae Davis, and just kind of the tie-ins there. They only get to play in front of the Central Arkansas crowd once in a year. We know that's fun. Now, last year they lost, right? Right. Yeah, that's they, the other part. <laughs> so maybe as they just kind of avenged Oklahoma, I know it's not the, I don't think it's the same opponent as last year, but you just kind of avenged the Little Rock game a little bit bit but you can't let apathy set in and where you drop one you shouldn't and hopefully these next few games before they play LSU in the 28th they just keep playing Arkansas basketball yeah that's the uh that's the other thing is uh it's a different opponent of course with uh Bradley but uh yeah they um and it, one of the more shocking performances of the season last year <laughs> was going down there and, and losing uh to Hofstra when people were uh, upset with the skid they always uh, talked about that Hofstra game so yeah it's important with the homecoming, like you said, but also, uh, you know, those people want to see a win because the last time they were in that building, a lot of them uh, watching a Razorback basketball game, it didn't go so well. And 
I'll, I'll say this. I, as a Central Arkansas kid, I got a lot of great memories at War Memorial and a lot of fun times. But I, that's, as we know, not a, the best place to play football games. Simmons Bank Arena, though, now now forever known to me as Altel Arena, <laughs> that's actually a pretty cool venue to watch a, a basketball game. And they packed that place out, I think, with the team being top ten in the country. No one knows who Bradley is, but – I think they'll have a good crowd, Derek, this Saturday. Oh, absolutely! They'll it'll be uh, it'll be a packed house. I have no doubt about that. Um, people will figure out a way to um, work the uh, last real Saturday uh, to shop for Christmas, and and, and also <laughs> figure out a way to get to uh, Simmons Bank Verizon Altel Arena for uh, for that game. It'll it'll be packed there, no doubt. And I've been to a couple games there uh, for basketball, and, and you're right, it's a, it's a good setup. They've had some NCAA events there. SEC women's tournaments uh, been there in the yep. past, so yeah, it's a, it's a good basketball venue. It's a lot better than uh, when this team uh, in the 90s, early 90s, used to barnstorm to Barton Coliseum and Pine Bluff for uh, for games. So <laughs> things, have, things are much better now, I'll tell you that much. I know that we beat Michael Jordan in, in Pine Bluff, and that's that's sentimental to a lot of fans, and, and I guess that would have been 84, and uh, I, um, I know that they played in Barton Coliseum, a place that I used to love going to the state fair and whatnot. But, yeah, just a little, as you just said, a li- little better place to watch basketball games relative yeah. to where they used to go to. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's uh, it's neat to be down there uh, once a year, and um, it's it's important. And we've seen, the, you know, football does it every other year now, I guess. Baseball's down there uh, every year. I know they announced the baseball opponent uh, for this upcoming season, that'll be at Dickey Stevens Park there, uh, just around the corner. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's an important game, and um, it's important because you, you can't, you, you know, right now there's no real bad losses on Arkansas's resume. You, you don't want to get the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. Well, listen, dude. You made some good points today. For those that say they only like listening to you after losses, I not those those people are ludicrous, man. Well, here's you, here's the thing about today. I, somebody texted about uh, you know you being it, happy. It sounds like I'm in a, in a good mood. <laughs> but when it when you have to do these shows and you have to watch you know a poorly played 33 percent shooting performance, it's it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult when you watch a game that's played as a high like a high level like this. I mean. It, how can you not enjoy doing that? I mean, this this it was a really well played game on both sides. Arkansas ends up w- with the ten point win, but this this was an entertaining watch. It was a fun game to watch. It wasn't a chore like part yeah. of that UNC Greensboro game was <laughs> the other night to watch. Derek, I want to p- unpack a layer there real quick. I know Razorback fans are going to be rabid watching this team as long as they win, regardless of the style of play. But I think as you continue to hear different college basketball analysts, you hear Jay Billis the other night in Maui, you hear other college basketball fans ask about, hey, this kid or that kid, you're going to have a decent outside contingency that watches this basketball team just because the way they play and the guys on this team that project to the next level. I don't know if Arkansas is going to be the – kind of the the favorite non-blue blood team heading into the tournament but I think you'll have a lot more non-Arkansans and non-Racerback fans watching this team when it comes postseason time than maybe you would have just because of kind of the brand they built themselves this year yeah you're gonna get a lot of people that just like basketball that are gonna know that the some of the most talented players are on that Arkansas team so they are gonna watch a few games there's no doubt about that um one quick update uh in Houston uh, Houston's hosting Alabama. Houston's number one, and they're up seven, 51 to 44, just about halfway through the second half in that one. So, uh, wow. 
Houston um, doing a number defensively uh, on uh, Alabama, which is uh, what Kelvin Sampson teams have been uh, have been known to do in the past. But seven point lead for number one Houston, so Alabama loses at number eight. There's a possibility Arkansas could maybe slide up another notch in the polls, which aren't meaningless, but just make you feel nice. Or, yeah. I mean, they are meaningless, but they make you feel nice, you know. Dude, Houston's Houston's good, man. I've watched them once this season. I'm not going to necessarily tell you every single player on that roster, but Sampson's got his best team that he's probably coached. And I know he had some good Oklahoma teams and some other good squads, but this is probably the best college basketball team that he's ever had his hands on. They're trying to uh, get to the Final Four in their home city, which will be uh, in Houston uh, this year. And um you yeah. got to go all the way back to five Slamma Jamma since they've been number one. I mean, think yeah. about that. That's yeah. that's insane. Almost 30 it's, years, yeah. yeah. Or 40 years. Yeah. yeah, 40 years. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll uh, wrap up our time here uh, coming up in a moment. This is uh, Hog Reaction. Ty Richardson's over in Tulsa at the BOK Center. I'm Derek Ruskin. We're presented by Randall Ford. Also brought to you by Beckhardt and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta in Springdale, and Lark from Washita Farms. We'll be right back. Five. You're listening to Hog Reaction presented by Randall Ford. Brazil drives. Whoa. What a throwdown on Broden lead. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta and Springdale, and Lark by Washita Farms. It is Hog Reaction following an Arkansas 10-point win over OU. Arkansas 9-1 on the season, and Oklahoma is 7-3. Now you get this uh, December lull tie where uh, you get the uh, finals and everything going on. And then uh, next Saturday, uh, back at it, as we were talking about before the break, against the Central Arkansas crowd and uh, with the Central Arkansas crowd there. And then so you've got two more non-con games. And then December 28th, league play starts just after uh, the Liberty Bowl on on that Wednesday night. It's uh, catching up to us qu- uh, quick, Derek. I mean, the Liberty Bowl set up the fact that you play at 4.30 for football and then you play at 8 o'clock for basketball. It's a perfect setup if you're a Razorback fan. And then you're going to have, start having SEC matchups inside of Bud Walton Arena. I guess the only bummer is if you look at the Saturday games, it's not the teams that you want to come in here. Yes, they are SEC opponents, and you're hoping some of them have a, a, a number next to their name, but... I'm just a little disappointed in the fact that some of the better teams that we expect to be this year don't necessarily come either to Bud Walden like Auburn or they come on like a weekday night instead of a Saturday. Yeah. Well, everybody and their brother has a Saturday in March circled when uh, oh. a certain uh, a certain Kentucky Wildcat team will be uh, here. So I guess that's the trade-off is, yeah, you don't get, uh, you know, a lot of, but the one, you, one of them that you do get is uh, – it's going to be pretty memorable, God. I think. Hey, so, Derek, a little note on that. Your old buddy and coworker David Fuchs is actually going to fly in from New York yeah. for that game just because he wants to see Arkansas take on Kentucky. And I mean, It's kind of like I brought up earlier, Greg Sankey, for those that didn't hear me say this earlier, Greg Sankey in attendance for today's game. The SEC had the option to end the season in Rupp. Mm-hmm. They, where, where, they, where they end it? They're in it in Bud Walton Bud Arena, Walton Arena yeah. for – what could be the deciding factor, not just the one seed in Nashville, but maybe a potential one seed in the, the NCAA tournament. I, I, I truly believe that, listen, you get screwed in football seven days a week, twice on Sunday when it comes to this league. But I think basketball, we're starting to maybe pull our weight around a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm saying that 
as you can tell, not very confidently, but I, I, they had an option to play in Rupp, Derek, and they, well, they're playing in Fayetteville, dude. Yeah, and and you know OU didn't shoot any free throws in the first half either. I know people love to uh, <laughs> love to throw the th- free throw number out there when they feel like uh, they're getting the wrong end of the calls. But uh, Arkansas, uh, OU didn't shoot any free throws in the first half, so yep, getting some calls too, and and all of it's uh, I seems love, to be coming together. I love how you broke open hog reaction after Ole Miss. Ken Williamson, your staff, your, right. your crew's yeah. welcome back anytime. Because I thought the exact same thing, and I was uh, fireball deep, man, and I could see well, that up in 526. Well, n- nothing went against them in that game. Every <laughs> no. single call went um, against Ole Miss in that game and, and for Arkansas. It's a, it's a rare thing, and it should be, especially in football, it should be pointed out, I think. Yeah, so. <laughs> hundred percent. And I do wonder with officials. So we saw in Maui, we felt like the Creighton game didn't go Arkansas's way. That was how Eric Musselman and the team felt. If you do have some officials that call the whistle a little tighter than these guys today, how does the team respond to that? We've seen yeah. uh, Eric Musselman get a little heated at times, and that uh, I think is touched on to the rest of the team. These guys have to play through the officiate. They have to play through that. They weren't able to against Creighton at times, and you just hope by the season's end, even if they have some calls go against them, that th- this team's too talented to worry about one or two calls that – uh, aren't in their favor. I think uh, there were some important lessons in that game. Number one, I think the bench is behaving much better in the past few games than they Good. were in, in the Maui thing. Uh, so I think there were some lessons learned there. And uh, number two, I think that when something doesn't go their way, they learned that you can't let it take over the next seven minutes of the ball game. You've got to, you got to say your piece and then move on with the rest of the game because they're not going to change. So you that I think that's another thing that maybe they learned out of the Maui experience is that uh, you can't just let something fester like that and, and take over uh, a game that you, you probably could have and should have won, honestly. Yeah. Derek, I'm, I'm kind of a little disappointed. We're about an hour and a half in, and I thought I was going to get tethered with uh, shirtless questions yesterday, <laughs> but uh, I guess we're uh, I guess I'm not uh, going to have to feel too many the, of those. The, the HR uh, investigation is uh, ongoing into um, you um, flashing your uh, bare chest to us. <laughs> In the studio yesterday, but, is Zach uh, is Zach still scarred? Is he still mentally unstable uh, after uh, seeing well, that? Well, yeah, but yeah, probably so. Probably so. I'll, <laughs> the, I'll check on him here in a little bit and make sure he's okay. But yes, the best comment because I was listening to you guys after I was just grabbing some equipment as we were doing the show from up here, and the best comment was from from DQ. She goes, "He's hairier than I thought." That's he was. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, wow. I almost drove off the road when I heard that dude. I was crying laughing. Dude, she's funny. Yeah. She might, I I think you guys have a great tandem together, but she might be the funniest of y'all three. She's she's great. She's great. It's been great with you again, Ty. Appreciate it. You got it, Derek. All right, Ty Richardson and Tulsa Derek Ruskin for Hog Reaction. Presented by Randall Ford, Beckard and Van Buren, Zelly Pasta in Springdale, and Lark from Washita Farms. Have a good weekend, everybody. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.